Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Beyond Study Abroad, the official Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley Herford, and today I will be joined by Cam Nash, who is currently studying abroad in Jerusalem. So, to start us off, Cam, would you like to give us your Notre Dame introduction? Plus, if you'd like to repeat, you know, your study abroad information. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Ainsley. Uh, I'm a junior studying business analytics and economics. And on campus, I live in Alumni Hall. But right now, I'm living at the University of Notre Dame at Tantour, which is in Jerusalem and just across the way from Bethlehem. So in between the two holiest Christian cities. Why did you choose this Jerusalem program? So it was actually a very last minute decision for me. I originally had uh, two other programs. One was more of a business oriented program in uh, Brazil. Another one also economics. It was going to work out better for me to be in Australia, but Uh, logistically, you know, it didn't work out. And so I was looking for a fall program and I just had this gut feeling that Jerusalem was going to be the place for me. Um, I think part of it was, you know, the allure of the the Holy Land. But another part of it was just sort of, I don't know, maybe, maybe God inspired me to choose to come here, but I can't really explain it. But I've just been very happy with my choice. That's that's awesome. I feel like that's a really great answer. And how does living in Jerusalem compare to what you were expecting before studying at Tantor? Well, coming in, I really had no idea what to expect. I mean, even academically, it's very different than what I'm doing. There are no business classes here. Um, so I was able to sort of free up a semester to just do elective classes and So I'm studying, uh, first off, studying Arabic, which is a language I have no experience with, and as well as uh, philosophy, theology, and history. And so I just had no idea that I would even be, you know, taking classes in, in these subjects while I was abroad. But I mean, also in Jerusalem, I just sort of had this fantastical idea of, you know, this is where Jesus was born and died. And it's so weird coming here and just seeing like everyday life happening and like people just living their regular, you know, nine to five job. And, you know, you go to the Holy Sepulchre where Jesus was buried and it's right in the middle of a market. And there's just this weird church in the middle, or you go to the Western wall and there's, you know, hundreds of Jewish people there, but then you can just go get pizza also, like, right there. <laughs> so it's this weird mix of, you know, these super holy places, but at the end of the day, this is also just the place where people live. And um, it's loud, it's busy, you know, things have just sort of been built on top of each other over generations. I didn't realize how close we'd be living to Bethlehem. From the window right here, I can see 
into Bethlehem. And I didn't realize also mm-hmm. the the situation where there's legitimately like a 30 foot high concrete wall surrounding the entire city. And that extends like separating the entire West Bank from Israel. So, you know, we're in a very unique position to both be in Israel, but also be so close to Palestine in that context. So there's all these different political, religious, social conflicts and, and dynamics that honestly I had no experience or expectation to encounter. How have you tried to immerse yourself into the culture of Jerusalem and kind of going off of that, what has been your experience with religion while abroad so far? Yeah, well, one one really unique way that I've been able to meet a lot of people um, in Israel is by joining a local rugby team. Um, they advertised in the international student newsletter at one of the local universities that we have a relationship with. And so I've been going to practices once or twice a week and, you know, being able to meet young professionals and, you know, other students like me, whether international students or people who have grown up in Israel their whole lives, or maybe people who have moved here for a couple of years. Uh, There's also a guy who works for the U.S. State Department who plays on the team. So it's been a unique way of, you know, understanding what real life is for the people that live here. And also just what a diverse mix of people live in Israel. Um, because, uh, I mean, Israel is a very new country. It was only, you know, established in 1948. So there are people from Europe who have moved here. There's people from Africa who have moved here. There are the people who have been living here for centuries that still live here. Um, and every person brings their own culture and their own religion. <clears throat> so, I mean, we all hear about the three major religions, Islam and Judaism and Christianity. But in Israel proper, it's primarily Jewish. But what Jewish really means has uh, so many different variations and opinions and you know, manifestations in real life, which is something that I just learned coming here. There's a whole spectrum from, you know, Jews that you know believe that Jesus is the Messiah, all the way towards you know ultra orthodox Jews. But then there's also Jewish people who are secular, completely secular, like not religious. Maybe they celebrate holidays similarly to the way that Americans will celebrate Christmas. But often these people are, you know, move moving in from either the United States or Britain, Germany, places in Europe where their families have grown up Jewish, and but they want to come to Israel for this sense of the homeland and, you know, a unification with their people. Um, and additionally to the, you know, all those different types of Jewish people, there are, you know, all sorts of Christian people Especially in America, we really only encounter Roman Catholics, uh, sort of the Latin rite of Catholicism and Christianity. But uh, in Jerusalem and Bethlehem, the Eastern rite churches make up the majority of the Christians that are here. So the Armenians and the Coptics, Ethiopian, they're (laughs) Assyrian, 
Catholics. There are so many different types, um, Melkites, Maronites, and, you know, going to the, visiting their different churches and seeing how they, you know, have very similar rituals, but also different rituals has been really, really interesting. And in the West Bank, not necessarily in Israel very much, but in the West Bank, um, Islam is the dominant faith. So from our hilltop here at Tantour, we can we are right next to an Arab village in Israel, but we're also next to Bethlehem, which is primarily 100% Arab uh, city. So we hear the calls the calls to prayer that often compete with each other from the from the minarets at all the mosques. They have big loudspeakers and they'll be singing songs. Uh, five times a day, but on uh, on Friday evenings when the Sabbath comes in, there's a, what's called the Shabbat siren. So there's sort of a tone that goes out on all the speakers in Jerusalem to signal that the Sabbath has begun. And so sometimes you'll get that happening. You'll also get the mosques playing their prayers out loud and then if you're really lucky you know the local church will be having mass and you'll hear some church bells as well <laughs> <laughs> so there's all different dynamics at play here and um, Tantour is just sitting right in the middle of it it's been really really a learning experience every single day just learning something new wow that sounds awesome and can you tell me a little bit more about the University of Notre Dame at Tantour and who lives there, what they do, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, totally. This is one of the things that I had really no idea what it was going to be when I first moved here. Um, but I've just been so overwhelmed with uh, the sense of community and all the cool people that uh, live and work and study and you know spend time here. So there, there are two different entities under what's considered the University of Notre Dame at Tantour. There's the Jerusalem Global Gateway, which I'm a part of, and there's the Tantour Ecumenical Institute, which is essentially a program or a series of programs that are with the goal to bring in people from different Christian denominations to study and learn and speak with each other um, in the Holy Land. So in the gateway, there's myself and two other uh, Notre Dame undergrads this semester. Um, I believe in the spring, there are nine undergrads coming. So um, we're starting to recover from COVID, but mm -hmm. there are also uh, several graduate students. I think there are three or four master's students who are doing their master's programs at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, and they use Tantour sort of as a dormitory and a community life center. Um, they often are seeking, you know, an intentional Christian community where they can live and pray with um, other Christians in the Holy Land. There are also some PhD students living here with their families, which is really awesome because there are kids running around and you know playing and you just hear the sounds of laughter and they're very lovely. So some one PhD student from Notre Dame 
um, another PhD student from Australia who I believe is doing her program like from the Australian university, but I'm not sure. Um, there's also a family who the, the dad is a Lutheran pastor and he is participating with the ecumenical institutes program, but they also have some kids. And there's another Notre Dame professor who's here on sabbatical, um, not a part of really either program, but just using this space to do research and to live here. And they have some kids, which is really fun. So <laughs> um, Tentour was also hosting Ukrainian refugees for a while. Um, academics from Ukraine with Jewish heritage were given a safe haven in Israel. And Tentour was you know, kind enough to donate some space for the past year or two to them. Um, but unfortunately, most of them have had to go back to Ukraine, which is, you know, sort of a sad reality, but it was very nice being able to meet them and to learn about their experience as well. Thank you for that answer. I also want to ask you, just because we haven't discussed it yet, about the internships that you guys have um, and how has that shaped your experience? So we're required to do five classes worth of credits while we're here. So three three classes happen at the University of Notre Dame Tentour. One class happens at Hebrew University. And in the future years, another you could change, you know, one of the Tentour classes for a class at Bethlehem University, which is a Catholic school in, in Bethlehem. But then another part of the program is a three-credit internship with a local um, any local or organization of your choice. There's a list here that we have relationships with already, but um, it was wide open for us to really pick and choose which field we wanted to work in and, you know, what part of, whether we want to do it in Bethlehem or in Jerusalem or East Jerusalem. Um, so I decided to volunteer with America House, which is a program run by the U.S. State Department. They have an office for Palestinian affairs, which essentially serves to promote uh, U.S. American culture and you know build a relationship with uh, local Palestinian communities in East Jerusalem and in Ramallah. And so in East Jerusalem, my task is to develop a uh, a sort of a tutorial class where I teach local, whether they're college students or young entrepreneurs, teaching them sort of the basics of Excel and different spreadsheets. So um, hoping to, you know, give them job skills and, you know, kick off maybe what could be a successful career, whether it's starting their own business or just giving them resume skills, um, which is going to be really exciting. I haven't actually had my first class yet, but um, just talking to the staff at America House and you know learning about the programs that they do there, uh, it's clear that they, you know, they're really trying to help. And you know, the United States is trying to you know establish a footprint in East Jerusalem to you know bring together the community and they have a lot of stuff that really is way more important, and that's education and 
providing equal opportunity for everybody here to to work and to move freely and to live without you know having to worry about their safety so it's, yeah it's a really unique opportunity to be a part of you know what is an Amer- both american but also you know in my own heart like a christian mission and Jerusalem. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. One more question. Um, your favorite thing about Jerusalem thus far, and one thing you are most looking forward to in your remaining two months abroad. So favorite thing that's happened, and <laughs> what I guess you think will be your favorite thing in the remaining time, or something that you're just excited for. Hmm. Well, one great thing about Jerusalem is just the weather. It's always, it's so sunny, at least in the fall. Um, and it doesn't rain. So there's just opportunities to be outside and to be, you know, whether it's hiking or going to the beach in Tel Aviv, or uh, we went to the Dead Sea. We also visited Jordan and, you know, saw some like national parks there. Um just being able to explore the natural world in addition to all the, you know, human world that we've been talking about has been really phenomenal and something that I also didn't expect at all uh, coming out here. But looking forward, I think I really want to spend more time in Bethlehem and with Advent coming up, I think that's going to be really exciting, you know, celebrating the Christmas season uh, in the place where Jesus was born, there's the once in a lifetime opportunity, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, the festivities and uh, all the the prayer that's going to be able to happen there. Last question for the day: Do you have any advice for someone looking to study abroad in Jerusalem, or anything you wish you could say to yourself a few months prior? The biggest thing is don't be scared about. Um, whether or not it's going to work with your academic program, because I know on the website it says that it's only for arts and letters students, but <laughs> I study business, and Andrew, who's also here, is pre med, and uh, you know it all it fits perfectly with our program, and honestly, it, it gives us a really really important invaluable perspective that you can get anywhere else in the world as for advice for my former self i would say just i didn't i didn't really ask any questions coming in i was totally game with just figuring out how it happened how how it was going to happen and i think that was absolutely the correct attitude and very much an israeli middle eastern attitude is just like Things are just sort of, they just get figured out. And the pace of life is very slow here. And so just don't ask too many questions. It's going to be okay. It's going to be awesome. And, you know, just sleep in, take a lot of naps, read good books. And, you know, don't be that worried about how it's going to affect your job or your career or your academic schedule because, at the end of the day, this experience is going to be so much greater than anything that you could, you know, do for yourself uh, in South Bend. Awesome. Yeah, that I, I totally need to hear that. I'm studying abroad in the spring and I am the definition of 
worry wart sometimes. So I'm like, okay, but where am I getting this? What am I going to do for this? And it's, it's like two months out. I'm already worried about where I'm going to get like my shampoo because I have my certain brand of shampoo <laughs> I like. So I, I totally need to adapt the mentality of going with the flow. Yeah, amazing. And where, where are you going abroad, Ainsley? To Rome. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes. Oh, my yes. goodness. I'm quite excited. So we'll be able to talk later about the shared experiences we had in different holy places, which will be awesome. Absolutely. And on that note, I want to thank you for joining us today and wish you the best of luck in your remaining few months. Well, thank you so much for having me on and have a great rest of your day. I know it's early morning for you. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Beyond Study Abroad. Check back in in two weeks for our next episode. And until then, stay updated on all things study abroad on our Instagram at ND International.